Welcome to the Sales Lead Dog Podcast, hosted by CRM technology and sales process expert, Christopher Smith, talking with sales leaders that have separated themselves from the rest of the pack. Listen to find out how the best of the best achieve success with their team and CRM technology. And remember, unless you are the lead dog, the view never changes. Welcome to Sales Lead Dog. Today I have joining me Donna Serdula. Donna, welcome to Sales Lead Dog. Thank you so much for having me, Chris. So Donna is a LinkedIn expert, and I am really excited to have Donna on Sales Lead Dog because if you're in sales, you're on LinkedIn, and you're probably struggling struggling or trying to figure out like, how the heck could I use this or how should I be using LinkedIn? How can it help me be better in sales? How can I you leverage LinkedIn to help my team be better at sales. There's so much here to talk about, Donna. Really excited to have you on the show. Oh, I'm I'm excited to be here. I uh, I love LinkedIn. I've been using it for years, and I I love more than anything is to share share the passion and and try to help people understand how they can adopt it. That's awesome. I want to hear your story on how you got to be a LinkedIn expert. What was you know, what's your journey to to this? Place you yeah. are now. You know, I had I had a crazy journey. I'll admit that. Um, and oh my gosh, Chris! I mean, you know, it almost feels like I'm talking about the Flintstones. <laughs> 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 I never thought we'd get to the point where like social media is like kind of you know mature and seasoned because back in the day it was so new and so different. And and LinkedIn is one of the oldest you know, social networks still out there and cranking. Uh, do you remember when you joined LinkedIn? Oh yeah. And it was like, I was probably on there for two or three years sitting at about, like I got my immediate connections with friends and family, people I knew really well. And then I sat there with that for probably two or three years and not really engaged with it or used it. In yeah. Any way. Yeah. I, I joined, it was 2005 when I, when I signed up and I wasn't even an early adopter because it was really like 2003 when, you know, people started to first join the platform. So I was a little late, not terribly late, but a little late. And I remember back then it was very, it was stripped bare. It, it wasn't like it is today. I mean, there was, there wasn't as much, but the one thing that they did have was the LinkedIn profile. And I remember looking at it and thinking, hmm, this looks a lot like my resume. Let me, let me pull up my old, outdate, boring resume. <laughs> let me just copy and paste the fields right in. It's exactly and what I did. <laughs> it's exactly what people do every day, yeah. <laughs> even now. And, and I did that. And and the thing with the buzz back then, as it still is, is join LinkedIn. It's opportunity galore. You're going to find leads. You're going to find your clients. You're going to find partners and jobs. It's like amazing. And I remember and that was like rattling in my head. And I was like, okay, hit me. <laughs> like, oh. like, come to mama, give me something. And nothing happened. Right. 
Like, why aren't people finding me? Why are people coming to me? I know. Like, why is my phone not ringing? I I probably didn't even put my phone number in there, but whatever. Like nothing happened. And I just thought, all right, you know, silly. And I, I just went on with my life, with my business. I made a career change. No thanks to LinkedIn, by the way. <laughs> Suddenly I find myself, now this is like 2006 timeframe, 2007. And I'm now suddenly heading up a new territory in Philadelphia. I am selling AutoCAD software, Autodesk software. Yep. Um, basically like, uh, uh, like digital prototyping, um, modeling software to architects and engineers. And I'm in this territory. And what I didn't, like, when I took the job, I wasn't really all that smart about it. And I, and only after I took it, did I find that I was a reseller and my competitors were all selling the exact same software, Oh my! <laughs> the exact same services. Yeah. And so I'm now sitting there trying to build up this territory, trying to sell the exact same product as my, as my competitors. And I'm like, how do you differentiate yourself? How do you differentiate? You don't differentiate the product. What people are buying is you, right? That was, that was a huge trigger for me. And then a little further along as I was cold calling, because back then cold calling, you know, it it still is important, but you know, back then it was, that was it. I was cold calling. And I found that before each cold call, I would like to see who it was that I was calling. So I would do a real quick Google search and invariably the only result, the only pertinent result that kept coming up was the person's LinkedIn profile. And I rarely ever got anything good from it. It always always looked like these dry, dull, out-of-date resumes. And then I remember I had this epiphany, Chris, just this this crazy epiphany. I'm I'm excitedly, I I got, you know, again, I I got an appointment. I'm, you know, what do I do? I Google the guy's name. And as I'm Googling and I'm, I thought, oh my God, I bet he's Googling me. Oh, yeah. What is he like? I've been I've been spending all this time googling and visiting LinkedIn profiles. Yeah. Maybe they are looking at me. Yeah, that was it. That was it for me. I I backed up. I put in my name. Only pertinent result: LinkedIn profile. What did it look like? It looked like what I had done back in two thousand and five. And and what what am I saying like on this profile? Like, oh, I love to prospect. I love to hunt for business. I love to close. You know. <laughs> I think the last thing my target audience wanted to hear. So at that moment, that was when it all came to, to, into, to, to place for me. I thought, my gosh, your LinkedIn profile is not your resume. Your LinkedIn profile should be a digital introduction. It should be a first impression. It, It should be your reputation. And and I started at that point, I started to really take time and tell a story. And I also started to realize, you know, these people were looking for someone like me. They just didn't know I existed. I just needed to figure out what those keywords are so I could pop up higher in search. Then when they'd find me, they'd read this really intelligent, warm, engaging, fun, you know, uh, inspirational type of profile. 
my sales went through the roof. That's so amazing. It was in two, yeah. So in 2009, that was when I was like, you know what? I've got something here. The world needs to understand what this, what this is. This is truly a player. This is an engine. And, you know, we've, we've got to really start utilizing it in a smart, smart, strategic way. At that point, I started my company. Um, and what I did is I said, hey, I'm going to write LinkedIn profiles for people because it's hard to write about yourself. Right. It's not the easiest platform to navigate. And there's this tremendous ROI for the clients because as soon as they start to tell their story and people start to know who they are, what they do, how they help, good things happen. Yep. And what's the name of your company for everyone? Well, my, the name of my company is Vision Board Media. Yep, love it. Our website is linkedin-makeover.com. Yep, love that too. When I got your email domain, I'm like, ooh, you've got it going on. You thought of all the different angles. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was the first, I was, I was yep. definitely one of the first when, when you look at it to get the LinkedIn-makeover.com domain, that says something. Oh yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Like, yeah. Good luck trying to get anything close to that now. Um, so what's, what are some of the common mistakes people are making other than making it look like their resume? What are some of the common mistakes people are making with their LinkedIn profile? You know, I, I think they aren't taking the time to really think strategically about their message and how that message changes depending upon where they are in their career. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times people will spend time and then all of a sudden, you know, time just keeps ticking and <laughs> the next thing they know, their profile is an obituary. <laughs> right, right. You know, it's, it's everything they did back five, 10 years ago and not about who they are today. And, and a lot of times we have to, you know, really think, wait, is this the story of who I was or is this the story of who I want to be and where I want to go? Right. It, it also has a lot to do with when you think about your, your target audience, you know, for right. salespeople, if you're a salesperson and you're looking for a job, that message is different than if you're a salesperson who is selling a product or a service, right? right? The messaging is totally different. The target audience is different. Just like I had said before, you know, when I first looked at that profile, it was talking about how I could sell and but that wasn't the message that my target audience wanted to know. My target audience wanted to know that I understood you know, the, the, the industry that I understood their pain points that I, that I knew the, you know, I knew the software and I knew how it could help them and I could get them the help that they needed, but that wasn't in the profile. I, it amazes me. You just hit something for me. Just like, oh my gosh. Um, I do what you said, where like when people are trying to sell me, I go check out their LinkedIn profile and more often than not, it looks like they're looking for a job. Yeah. And, I'm, and then it gives me, I'm like, wait a minute, are, are they going to be there in three months um, if I buy from them? Are they, are they happy where they are? I get confused, like, yeah. what's going on here? What's the message there? You know, this I see is, that all the this time. This is huge. Yeah. yeah. I mean, think of, it, think of it from the company standpoint, too. Yeah. You know, these companies are trying to recruit rock stars, right? They're trying to get top talent. And top talent is smart. Yeah. They're relevant. They understand what's going on. So, you know, 
they're going to look and say, wait, who am I going to be, wor- who am I going to be working for? What is the, what does the executive team look like? What, are, what, are, what are the, uh, you know, what is my department, the heads and, and the people who are my colleagues, my potential colleagues? Right. Oh, they look like they're looking. Yeah. Why would I want to go to a place where people are trying to escape? Exactly. Exactly. And it, it's, it's that whole thing of, like you said earlier, you, you've got to keep it in the moment of where you are now. And what is, what are you trying to get done now? And it's not something that like, even me, I'm thinking like, man, I haven't looked at my profile in probably 18 months. Yeah. Um, even though I'm not looking for a job or anything like that, this is something, how, how frequently should we be looking at our profile? You know, I, I believe that you should always, should always be there <laughs> in the back of your mind. You right. do something, make sure you update it. Now we, we recognize, I recognize that it's easy for me to say. So every three months, I think is no. something to maybe put a tickler onto your calendar. But there's another reason why, Chris, that you want to do this. All right. It's not just to stay up to date. It's also to showcase that your profile is fresh, right? Because right. LinkedIn is a search engine, right? We always forget. We always, oh, it's a professional network. Oh, it's, you know, it's a database of pro. It is a search engine. And people do go to LinkedIn because people like to do business with people that they know or people who know people that they know. There's a, there's a sense of, okay, if so-and-so used him, he must be okay. Yep. And, and so we like that. We like to know where they sit within our network, that there's a, there's a proximity. And so LinkedIn is beautiful with that, right? Because you put in, hey, I'm looking for this product or this service, or I, you know, I need assistance in this manner. When you see those search results, the search results show you, oh, this is a first degree connection. We, I know him. Or I no. know her. This is a person's a second degree. There's a mutual connection no. that so she knows someone that I know. Now with LinkedIn, they have all of these all of these profiles to to serve up in right. the search, right? So are they going to serve up a profile that was last updated six years ago over one that was updated three weeks ago? Which one's going to get you know preferential treatment? Right. A fresher one. Yeah, that's amazing. I never even considered that. I never, and I'm sure I'm like probably everyone else listening. Like, geez, I, I haven't touched my profile in forever. Yeah. You know, the other part with LinkedIn is when people look at that profile. Now, this is relatively new. This is not the way it was all the time. It's, it's within the last few years. LinkedIn puts your activity right there on your profile. And so when a person looks at your LinkedIn profile and they scroll through, if you don't have any activity, it says this person doesn't have any activity for the last 90 days. Right. So you almost wonder like, wait, there's no activity that they're, they're not engaged. They're not active. Right. You know, people like to do business. They like to work with sales professionals that have a strong brand, right. Who, who, who are, you know, involved in their community who are out there helping and, and making things, you know, possible. There's nothing greater than being able to look at that profile and say, wait, look, this person is actively involved in their network and their community and their industry. Yeah. That's the other part of it too, that it's, it's, I'm glad you brought that up because that's also something I look at. Like if they're not actively posting, like if I look at the profile and say, what's their post history and there's nothing there, I, again, I'm like, this person really doesn't seem to be with it. Like they're not 
if they're not actively using these platforms and engaging and producing useful content, it, it's, it gives me another message or a clue that I'm like, is this really who I want to be working with or working for or whatever, you know, whatever perspective why I'm visiting that profile. Um, to be on LinkedIn, it's a commitment. You know, if you're gonna, it's not just enough, like, hey, here's my profile and you're done. Um, it is, I mean, at one time, at one time, and, and it's still true to an extent today, <laughs> which is you can be somewhat passive on LinkedIn and still find tremendous success because if your profile is optimized, it showcases, you know, a strong identity, a brand, it tells a story, like just having that in itself, yep. you know, a person could overlook the lack of activity, right? Mm -hmm. They're like, well, they, they look great. They've got the featured section. They got a background graphic. The mm -hmm. profile picture looks like money. This is someone I want to work with. Mm -hmm. So there is an element where you could be somewhat passive and still and still get, you know, a level of, of success. But if you, if you want more, and most of us want more, you do want to get active. Mm -hmm. Now, you will hear people saying, you have to post three, four, five times a day. You have to post every day or else it's not even worth it. And to that, I say, that's insanity. Yes. <laughs> There is no way, unless you have a marketing department under you, yeah. that that is even remotely possible for most people. All right, mm -hmm. now, if you're, if you're a social media influencer, like totally just ignore what I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> but if you are a regular person slogging through you know, get, you know, that road warrior, that person who's, you know, going to demos, to, to meetings, you know, who's making these phone calls, who's managing a territory, who's, you know, making sure that their sales funnel is full. It's hard. And I recognize that. So this is what I say, post once a week. And if you can't post once a week, post once every two weeks. Right. And if you can't post every once every two weeks, post once every three weeks. But you can't tell me that you can't find the time to post once every three weeks, right? I mean, oh, yeah. everyone should be able to do that. Right. And then move to once a week. Yeah. All right. But if you could do it once a week, that's all you need. And the reason why is the LinkedIn algorithm is a little different than the other ones out there. A LinkedIn post can live for days. I mean, I've seen posts live for months. Yep. LinkedIn doesn't just show you chronological posts. They show you the top posts. They show you the posts that are popular. They show you the posts that are the people you know talking about the things that you care about. Right. And so if you can craft one really good post once a week, once every two weeks, and you make sure that it's engaging, that it's got quality, that it's fun. It has three hashtags. You know, the top of it has just some sort of like eye, you know, attention getting type of a, you know, yep. call out and it makes a person want to hit that show more. Yep. And then you, then you ask for interaction. You ask for engagement and you say, Hey, yep. what do you think about this? You know, yep. tell me in the comments at that point, you put that, put that out there. That post can live especially if every time you, a person comments, you comment back yeah. yep. and you try to have some really nice engaging uh, comments and conversation in the comments. Yep. That's, and that's, 
that's when it's really working. I mean, that's yeah. when you're going to find the success. Yeah. No, I, I love that. That you mentioned three hashtags. Why three hashtags? LinkedIn has stated three hashtags and there has been research done that has shown three to five hashtags make the most sense. Those, those are the ones that go viral. Those are the ones that get the most traction. Right. If you have too many hashtags, LinkedIn just sort of shuts down. Okay. So it's just a, a best practice that's okay. been stated and has been validated through research. Yeah, that's good to know. Cause I know that's another thing. I think it intimidates people posting. If you're not used to posting is like, well, I hear, you know, how do I hashtag or what hashtag should I be using? Oh, I know. And then when you say, oh, you just pull them out of your ear. It's not yeah. like there's yeah. no list no. anywhere. Just put some in there. Yeah, just smack one in there. Well, here's, so here's, here's the other thing, right? So you're going to start, like the audience member out there who's listening is going, okay, I'm going to start posting. I, I can do what Donna says once every two weeks, totally doable. I can handle that. The hashtag thing, that's a little weird to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So let's, you know, to talk about hashtags, you don't want to just pull them out of your ear. You really don't. I mean, most people do. But what you want to do is you want to really think to yourself, what are the hashtags that my, my target audience is following? Yeah. Because you can follow hashtags. Right. And, you know, you should be following hashtags. That's a way of dialing in your newsfeed, letting LinkedIn know what you care about. Yeah. And so, you know, you should just say to yourself, well, you know what, you know, I do cloud computing, you know, like that's you know, like, that's what I'm selling. So cloud, cloud computing and SAS, you know, like try to figure out what those keywords are and then go into LinkedIn into the search box and type hashtag, um, you know, cloud, see how many followers. Yeah. Then do cloud computing, see how many followers. Then do SAAS, see how many. Right. <laughs> like, kind of, you know, like try a whole bunch of different ones and see which ones have the most followers. Yeah. And then those that have the most followers, those are the ones that you're going, going to want to use. Yeah. But you also want to make sure that they match your content because it's, it's in a way, it's a way of categorizing or indexing your, your content. So LinkedIn knows who to serve it to. And, and, you know, if a person is following a hashtag, they may, you know, it may pop up yep. in front of them. Yep. No, that's great. Um, thank you for explaining that. that. That's actually how we build our hashtags is exactly that way as we're looking for what, for the audiences we're going after, you know, where are, what are the tags that they're following? And we spend time trying to research those even further. We're looking into groups and things like that to see, you know, what, how can we get the most reach for these posts that we're doing? So it does take some work, but it's not rocket science. It really isn't. I remember myself I, when I first, when they first introduced, you know, hashtags, I thought marketing tips, like that's, that's me. That's got me all over it. Marketing tips. Yeah. And I remember I, I searched marketing tips and it was like 5,000 followers. Right. I thought, well, let me just try marketing. Five million followers. Right, right. So in some ways, it's it's kind of strange, but in the LinkedIn world, yeah. the more general yeah. the hashtag, the broader, the, the more followers it typically has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's there, you know, if, if I'm a sales leader and I want to really start communicating to my team that, hey, guys, we need to start leveraging LinkedIn. I checked out all your profiles. 
we need to do work. What, how should I be getting this started with my sales team to, to being getting them aligned the way they should be with their profiles? Yeah. And let's, let's be honest, Chris, sales people are hard right? If, you know, they want to be out there, they want to be calling, they want to be, you know, making money. They do not want to be sitting there typing and writing colorful prose about their, you know, the company message. (laughs) So you have to recognize there are certain limits just with people in general, you know, what, what can you give them? So I would say, first off, make it easy, you know, really think, let's, let me, let me go to our, our marketing department. Let me get a real, some really nice banners, some background graphics that I can distribute to the team. You know what? Let me, let me hire a photographer to come in and take headshots of everybody. Okay. Let me, um, you know, let me get out some, like maybe some boilerplate, you know, descriptions that I can send out like that gets you in. But let's say you're thinking, but my audience is really high level. And, you know, a part of what we're selling is the breadth and the depth of our experience and our knowledge. And I don't want to have a cookie cutter type of approach. At that point, that's when you may want to call in the guns like like us, where we come in and we'll you know, we'll, we'll work with the marketing team to make sure that we really understand the brand and the strategy. Um, and then we'll, we'll talk with each individual and we'll understand, you know, what their story is and we'll craft something that's unique. I mean, we even have pare down services where look, yeah, maybe you have all of the boilerplate stuff, but you still need to get them to go in there and upload it. And that in itself is really hard. It is. So, and, and that's like, we're not, no, most people aren't good about talking about themselves or highlighting themselves. We don't, most people don't feel comfortable that way. We're much better about talking about the product or service that we're selling, things like that. So it, to me, it makes total sense to bring in an expert. I, I try to do that wherever I can. It's like, you have to recognize what we're not good at and let's get help for, you know, someone that is an expert at this to come in and help us so that, because this is so important, you want to get it right. You know, it's, it's one of those things where there are so many eyeballs looking and judgments are being made. You have control as to how, how people perceive you, how people perceive the company and, you know, spending that time with, you know, the sales team, with the executive team, you're going to see, it's not just in leads and prospects and sales, it's also in recruiting, right? Because you're going to get better people coming on board, you know, and and it can extend to investors. It can extend to partnerships. There's so much that comes. Oh, no, it is. It's it's kind of funny. Like we're we're on LinkedIn because we want to get the benefits of LinkedIn, but then we're hesitant to do the work necessary to really make it useful. So it's like, why even bother? If you're not going to do the work to really make it a tool, um, you know, maybe you might as well just stand outside on the road holding up a banner, you know, you're going to have about the same amount of luck or it's the same amount of the same results, you know? Yeah. You know, with with LinkedIn, it's, I, I do, I do believe that the company will play, can play a role 
and mm. the adoption. And it's making it easy. It's saying that this is important. We want you to be a brand ambassador. We, we recognize you are our asset. And we also understand that when you put yourself out there on LinkedIn, it's not that it's not to get poached, right. but it's because your brand matters too. Right, exactly. Exactly. And, and that's the thing that um, I like that idea, that recommendation of, of giving help, because it's like, if you can get people 70 or 80% of the, the way, mm -hmm. that last 20% is a lot easier to swallow than trying to start from zero. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, with, with, with LinkedIn, it's, it's that person in the company saying, okay, it's time to conduct a LinkedIn audit. And let's, let's see, let's see where we sit. Let's see what it looks like. And, and it's, you know, we do that all the time and it's, it's, it is an important piece. It is an important thing to do. Do you have some favorite profiles that you've done over the years that you can talk to us about? Something that just made you like, I really like doing this one. Oh my goodness gracious. Yes. I have so many. Um, and I'm, I'm almost like a little, fearful to say which ones we've done because we've done some pretty like pretty well-known names yeah <laughs> but you know i'll tell you this it, we have written over six thousand linkedin profiles you know, since 2009 and i i absolutely love helping people tell their story but what i really love is how it's like the, the LinkedIn profile is this catalyst that really makes people get deliberate on who they are, who their target audience is, what do they do? How do they help? Where do they want to go? What is their mission? What is their passion? What do they stand for? Like no one ever wants to think about those things, right? No one wants to think, but right. the, that LinkedIn profile suddenly is that catalyst that makes a person start going down that path. And suddenly when you put that out there into the universe, lives change. I can't tell you how many people have come back to me and said, Donna, I did this and now I realize this is my path. Yeah. I, you know, I now recognize I need to be fulfilled and this is what I'm going after. I also recognize my own worth and I refuse to take this anymore and you know, I'm getting offers that are 40% higher because I didn't even realize how underpaid I was. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. Has, has anyone come back to you and just said, like, you've changed my life with this? Many, how does many that feel? of them. In fact, if you go to our website and you click on LinkedIn profile examples, yeah. you'll see hundreds of examples of profiles that we've written. And also in the slideshow, we have beautiful testimonials that, you know, people who have said, you know, thank God I found you when I did. And they use us every couple years. They're always coming back. And it's it's a more self-directed way of approaching a career, yeah. right? At one time it was like, oh, I just hope someone will hire me and I'll just stay there forever. Yeah. But it's this, you know, I know who I am. I know the challenges that I'm, I'm facing. I, and I want to make sure that, you know, I'm navigating my ship. I'm navigating. And for salespeople, I'm not suggesting everyone just jump out or anything, but, you know, like really make sure, are you advancing in your career? Are you happy where you are? Are you, are you truly doing what you can do? Yeah. And, you know, all of this 
all comes together in a really strange way. But like I said, that catalyst oftentimes is the LinkedIn profile. Yeah. Donna, it's been great chatting with you here on Sales Lead Dog. People want to reach out and connect. Um, They want to get to your website. Let's give us all that info. What's the best way to connect with you and, uh, and learn more? So they can certainly follow me on LinkedIn. That's a fabulous way. Um, I'm always posting really interesting stuff on LinkedIn. So you can click the bell. So if you follow me, then click the bell and you'll always be notified when I'm posting. So, you, so I don't get lost in all of the, <laughs> the, the noise of LinkedIn. Um, if you visit my website, linkedin-makeover.com, you can learn all about the company, all about our services. I also have tons of free resources, tons of free tools. I've got a LinkedIn headline generator. I've got a text formatter, just some really awesome things that make LinkedIn more successful and more easy. That's awesome. Also have all that stuff on the, our show notes if you missed any of it. So sure, be sure to check us out on impellercrm.com forward slash sales lead dog and check out this episode as well as all our other episodes of sales lead dog. Donna, great having you on here. Welcome to the Sales Lead Dog Pack. Should I bark? How? <laughs> <laughs> Not necessary. Not necessary. Well, thank you. I'm I am happy to be here with you. Awesome. Thank you. As we end this discussion on Sales Lead Dog, be sure to subscribe to catch all our episodes. On social media, follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Watch the videos on YouTube. And you can also find our episodes on our website at impellercrm.com forward slash sales lead dog. Sales Lead Dog is supported by Impeller CRM, delivering objectively better CRM for business, guaranteed.